When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready for some high adventure? Coming up next on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. This program is a duet collaboration with Purple Radio. Content warnings may be found in the episode description. Duads presents The Three Musketeers Episode 19 The Queen's Lover This episode is dedicated to Toby Osborne Barely a hundred paces from Calais. Up, animal, up! Planchet, your horse. He will not move another inch, sir. He'll have to move if I push him every step. Sir! We will be faster on foot, and the horses will not follow us to England. Huh, mark that gentleman. He must be in as great a haste as we are. Let us follow his example and proceed on foot. No, Planchet. Let us follow him. Men in dark cloaks are rarely in such haste without some important mission. I sense the hand of the cardinal in this. Come, stay out of sight. Sir, I am in need of immediate passage to England. Planchet, it is he, the man who slew Porthos. I recognize his voice. I must... No! What would Athos do? He would tell me not to compromise the mission. Now let's listen to what this captain is telling him. Nothing would be more easy, but this morning an order came to let no one leave that express permission from the Cardinal. I have that permission. Here it is. Have it examined by the Governor of the Port, and give me the preference. Where shall I find the Governor? At his country house. And that is situated? A quarter of a league from the city. Look, you may see it from here, at the foot of that little hill, the sated roof. Very well. Lubar! Come, Planchet. Let us follow him and his lackey. Monsieur, please be cautious. What? Cautious? My companions lie dead or wounded in pursuit of this mission, and you stay cautious. No, Planchet, we must be swift. Let us follow, they're getting away. Monsieur, you appear to be in great haste. No one can be more so, monsieur. Why does this stranger not even turn to look at me? At least he shall not recognize me. 
<clears throat> I am sorry for that, for I am in great haste likewise. I wish to beg you render me a service. <sighs> what? To let me sail first. That's impossible. I have travelled sixty leagues in forty hours, and by tomorrow at midday I must be in London. I have performed that same distance in forty hours, and by ten o'clock in the morning I must be in London. Very sorry, monsieur, but I was here first, and will not sail second. I am sorry too, monsieur, but I arrived second, and I must sail first. The king's service. My own service. <sighs> this is a needless quarrel you seek with me, as it seems to me. Parbleu. What do you desire it to be? <sighs> what do you want? Would you like to know? Certainly. Then turn around and face me, you punk-ass bitch. You. Yes, me. Give me that order of which you are bearer, and perhaps I'll leave you alive. <laughs> you jest, I presume. I never jest. <laughs> that friend of yours, he thought he could win too. But I left his body in the mud. I doubt anyone has found it yet. The rest of you left in rather a hurry. Man of Mung, stranger, nemesis, draw your sword so that I may kill you. Final warning, monsieur. Yield quietly, and I shall see that the cardinal rewards you handsomely. Let me pass. You shall not pass. Then, my brave young man, I will blow your brains out. Hola! Luban! My pistols! Planche, take care of the lackey. I will manage the master. Go on with your affair, monsieur. I have finished mine. Ah, monsieur d'Artagnan. I see your hands are white. Be terrified. My, my. But you can be cold when you set your mind to it. Are you sure you cannot be tempted into the service of my master? Who? The devil himself? One for Athos. One for Porthos. One for Aramis. He is dead or fainted. How is that for caution, Planchet? Now, I will have this order. One for you! One for me! The best for last! Ah! Uh. Oh. But this man's aim was true. No, don't think about the pain. He has a letter, that order, from... from Richelieu. The Comte de Wards is permitted by order of his eminence the Cardinal to... to make the crossing from France to England. Well, Monsieur le Comte, I hope you have not died for the order of a man you do not know. Just as I hope my dear Athos, Porthos, and Aramis have not died in a mission, I could not explain to them. Ah! Dead! Me dead! Me master's dead! Help! Help! These villains have killed me master! Monsieur, as long as I hold him in this manner, he can't cry. I'll be bound. But as soon as I let go, he will howl again! I know him for a Norman, and Normans are obstinate. Stay. I will gag him with my handkerchief. Ah, let us bind him to a tree. 
along with the Comte's corpse. And now to the governor's. But but you are wounded. Oh, it's nothing. Let us attend to what is more pressing first, and then we will attend to my wound. Besides, it does not seem very dangerous. I am the Comte de Wards. Take me to your master. You have an order signed by the Cardinal, Monsieur le Comte? <coughs> yes, Monsieur. Here it is. Ah, ha, ha. Oh, it is quite regular and explicit. Most likely. I am one of his most faithful servants. It appears that his evidence is anxious to prevent someone from crossing to England. Yes, a certain D'Artagnan, a Gascon gentleman who left Paris in company with three of his friends with the intention of going to London. Do you know him personally? Whom? Uh, this D'Artagnan. Oh, perfectly well. Don't describe him to me then. Oh, nothing more easy. The fellow is handsome, tan in complexion, with dark hair and a scar on his cheek. He's noble-faced and quite tall. And he certainly has quite a reach with his blade. Is he accompanied? Yes, by a lackey named Lubin. Ah, we will keep a sharp lookout for them. And if we lay hands on them, his eminence may be assured that they'll be reconducted to Paris under a good escort. And by doing so, Monsieur the Governor, you will deserve well of the Cardinal. Shall you see him on your return, Monsieur Count? Oh, without a doubt. Tell him I beg you that I am his humble servant. Thank you, monsieur. I will not fail. I will not fail. Well, monsieur, do not waste my time. We are about to depart, and without a pass countersigned by... Here is my pass. Countersigned. And that other gentleman? He will not go today. But here, I'll pay for the two of us. In that case, let us go. Let us go. Sir, let me look to your wound. Well, away, lackey. It's barely a scratch. Nothing can trouble me now that we are safely on the way to fulfilling Her Majesty's mission. What was that? What? The cannon? Signal that port's closed. Two of you are mighty fortunate. We must be the last boat out. Thank God. You think... We're safe now, Monsieur d'Artagnan? Safer, Planchet. Safer. Never safe. Land ho! England at last. Oh, damn. They all speak English here. Yeah, this man here, you see? Buckingham? Where? Where? Sir, do you know of Buckingham? This man? My lord, the Duke is hunting nearby. Pardieu. Oh, Finally, someone who speaks French. Sir, I have come from Paris without rest and the Duke must receive me. Must he, Monsieur? It is a matter of life and death. On my word as a gentleman, he will receive me. <laughs> Who must I announce to my Lord Duke? The young man who one evening sought a quarrel with him on the Pont Neuf, opposite the Samaritain. 
A singular introduction. Oh, you will find that it is good as any other. Wait here, sir. I will return with his lordship. <laughs> sir, a Frenchman asks to speak with you. Maybe this is a matter of life and death. <laughs> My life and death are sought on a daily basis by a hundred assassins. Did this gentleman give you a name? He would not, sir. He only told me that he once saw the quarrel with you on the popular... Opposite the Samaritan! Come, Patrick, there is not a moment to lose. Monsieur! Speak. No misfortune has happened to the Queen. I believe not. Nevertheless, I believe she runs some great peril from which your grace alone can extricate her. I? What is it? I should be too happy to be of any service to her. Speak, speak! Take this letter. This letter? From whom comes this letter? From Her Majesty, I think. From Her Majesty? What is this rent? <laughs> I did not see that. It was the sword of the Comte de Wards which made that hole, when he gave me a good thrust in the breast. You are wounded. It's nothing but a scratch. <laughs> Just heaven, what have I read? Patrick, remain here, or rather join the king wherever he may be, and tell his majesty that I humbly beg him to excuse me, but an affair of the greatest importance recalls me to London. Come, monsieur, come. And I know not whether they are alive or dead. Each one of them would gladly have died a hundred times in her majesty's service. Well, I could only hope to meet such gallant men. Now... Follow me, and if you have the good fortune to be admitted to Her Majesty's presence, tell her what I am about to show you. <sighs> Look at my collection. The altar at which I pray every day. The perfect lips of Her Majesty smile down constantly upon me. Her portrait enshrined as she deserves, and these candles her incense. It is a good likeness. One might almost believe the Queen were about to speak. And here in this casket, these are the precious studs which I have taken an oath should be buried with me. The Queen gave them to me. The Queen requires them again. Her will be done like that of God in all things. And I shall kiss each one and think of her and... What's the matter? What's happened to you, my lord? All is lost. Two of the studs are wanting. There are only ten. Can you have lost them, my lord, or do you think they have been stolen? They have been stolen. It is the cardinal who has dealt this blow. Hold! See, the ribbons which held them have been cut with scissors. If my lord suspects they have been stolen, perhaps the person who stole them still has them in his hands. Wait, wait. The only time I have worn these studs was at a ball given by the king eight days ago at Windsor. Oh, the Comtesse de Winter, with whom I had quarrelled, became reconciled to me at that ball. That reconciliation was nothing but the vengeance of a jealous woman. I have never seen her from that day. The woman is an agent of the Cardinal. He has agents, then, throughout the world? Oh, yes. Yes, he's a terrible antagonist. But when is this ball to take place? Monday next. Monday next?! Still five days before us. That may be just enough time. Patrick! Patrick! My lord? Summon the jeweller immediately, then hurry back. I'll need you to convey a message to the Lord Chancellor. My lord. 
<sighs> Come, Monsieur d'Artagnan, hand me that paper. There is action to be taken. What? What are we going to do? Patience. All in good time. Ah, Patrick, you're back. Good. Here, take this and go instantly to the Lord Chancellor and tell him that I charge him with the execution of these orders. I wish them to be promulgated immediately. But my lord, if the Lord Chancellor interrogates me upon the motives which may have led your grace to adopt such extraordinary measure, what should I reply? That such is my pleasure, and that I answer for my will to no man. Will that be the answer which you must transmit to his majesty, if, by chance, his majesty should have the curiosity to know why no vessel is to leave any of the ports of Great Britain? Quite right, Patrick. He will say, in that case, to the king, that I am determined on war, and that this measure is my first act of hostility against France. My lord. And make sure to hurry back. Yes, my lord. We are safe on that side. If the studs are not yet gone to Paris, they will not arrive till after you. How so? I have just placed an embargo on all vessels at present in His Majesty's ports, and without particular permission, not one dare lift an anchor. In the prosecution of an intrigue, you would thus employ the unlimited power with which the king bestowed you? Yes. Yes. Anne of Austria is my true queen. Upon a word from her, I would betray my country, I would betray my king, I would betray my god. She asked me not to send the Protestants of La Rochelle the assistance I promised them. I have not done so. I broke my word, it is true. But what signifies that? I obeyed my love. And have I not been richly paid for that obedience? It was to that obedience I owe her portrait. These are the fragile and unknown threads from which hang the destinies of nations and the lives of men. (laughs) You call for me, my lord? Mr. O'Reilly, look at these diamond studs and tell me what they are worth apiece. Fifteen hundred pistoles each, my lord. How many days would it require to make two studs exactly like them? You see, there are two wanting. Um, eight days, my lord? I will give you three thousand pistoles apiece if I can have them by the day after tomorrow. (gasps) My, my lord! My lord, they shall be yours. You are a jewel of a man, Mr. O'Reilly. But that is not all. These studs cannot be trusted to anybody. It must be done in the palace. Impossible, my lord. There is no one but myself can so execute them that one cannot tell the new from the old. Therefore, my dear Mr. O'Reilly, you are my prisoner. And if you wish ever to leave my palace, you cannot. So make the best of it. Name to me such of your workmen as you need and point out the tools they must bring. May I be permitted to inform my wife? Oh, you may even see her if you like, my dear Mr O'Reilly. Your captivity shall be mild, be assured. And as every inconvenience deserves its indemnification, here is, in addition to the price of the studs, an order for a thousand pistoles to make you forget the annoyance I cause you. What sort of man plays his intrigues with men and millions? Patrick! My lord! Take Mr. O'Reilly, give him a room and everything he needs. Gold, jewels, equipment, anything. Anything. But place his room under guard until he is finished. No one is to enter but you and myself. My lord, this way if you please, Mr. O'Reilly. I must write to my wife. I will need my apprentice several diamonds, nearly all of my tools. (sighs) Ah, now, my young friend, England is all our own. What do you wish for? What do you desire? Uh, bed, my lord. At present, I confess, that is the thing I stand most in need of. 
And, uh, perhaps, perhaps a doctor. By God, you're trembling like a leaf. Patrick, my surgeon, quickly. <sighs> Young monsieur, you're wounded. <sighs> I thought I could hold on longer, my lord. I apologise. Uh, when there's blood all over your nice floor, <laughs> I beg your forgiveness. Here, steady now. Take my arm. We're going to my chambers, they're closest. The chamberlain can find a different bed tonight. Oh, my lord, I do not need... Now, monsieur, do not deny me the pleasure of finally having someone with whom I can talk of the queen. I suppose. Good. Patrick! Thank you for suggesting this walk. I thought it would suffocate there. Your majesty thinks too highly of me. My hands have become shaking when I grasp even the lightest teacup, and my signature is barely recognisable. Are you sure your husband will arrive in time? In fact, Your Majesty, I have not sent my husband to London, but another. One you trust more than your husband? Yes, I suppose I do trust him more. Your face says you do more than trust him. Your Majesty! But will he be quick enough? Dear Constance, for my peace of mind, please. He shall be. Must be. He left instantly with three of the greatest swordsmen in Paris. No ill could befall them. Oh, Constance, you do not know our enemy as I do. Relentless. I do not think I shall be able to sleep tonight. Again. Mistress, I shall prepare your tea tonight with saffron. If I ask at the kitchens... Constance, how is it that you remember such details? <laughs> your Majesty said it reminded her of home. Oh, coming to the gardens was certainly a mistake. My queen? That carriage. It bears his eminence's coat of arms. Oh, Constance, back inside. He is there, stepping down and glancing around our gardens as if they were his. Perhaps in the evening light he shall not see you. Uh, too late. Constance, would you take my hand? I must not collapse. I cannot let him know that he is one. Strength, my queen. He is not one at all. What? He cannot possibly know that we have caught on to his plan with the studs, and D'Artagnan is no doubt on his way back already. We must have faith. Isn't that right, Your Majesty? Your Majesty? That smile. He knows, dear Constance. He knows. He has gone inside now, Your Majesty. You may look now. <sighs> I do not think I shall be taking dinner this evening, Constance. Recently I've been thinking a great deal of Spain. The air there is different. It carries laughter farther and tastes of warm dust and moon water, and the trees rustle and crack in the hot wind. Is it strange, Constance? But some part of me believes that if I return, everything shall assume that childlike simplicity. It is not strange at all. But I could not bear a war between France and Spain. Philip is my brother, but I have lived almost as long with Louis. No, we don't get along, but family is family. So I must guide events from France. If the Cardinal succeeds... He will not. If he does, Louis will exile me from court. He'll hate me. Richelieu already has him on the edge. I can sense it. And then my one way of trying to stop the world from tearing itself to pieces will be gone. 
By God, Constance, they may try to have the marriage annulled. They will see Buckingham as a third offence after what happened with Marie de Chevreuse. Come, Your Majesty. Why don't we get you that tea? Your Majesty, please pardon me if this seems an intrusion. Never, Constance. What is it? Does Your Majesty regret giving the Lord Duke those studs? Regret? How could I not? Buckingham will cost me everything. But even knowing what I do now, I would not have acted differently, if that is what you're wondering. D'Artagnan, are you awake? Mm, yes, my lord duke. <sighs> Do you suppose that she thinks about me when I'm not there? The queen? She must do. England is on the forefront of everyone's mind, and you're synonymous with England. Oh, not like that. Let me close the window. I am charming. Um, I built everything I have off the good graces of, of, oh damn, but this is never any easier to discuss. <sighs> D'Artagnan, I suppose you love only women? Only? Uh. Ah, oh, the most foolish of questions slip out when I am tired. No, no, my Lord Duke, it's not foolish at all. I myself. You yourself? Well... Well, at first I did not think it possible, but I have met several people and spent nights thinking and... D'Artagnan, I had a feeling we would understand each other. I was blessed with honeyish charm, so much so that I, that I caught the eye of King James. He gave me everything. A title, a position, all his affections, and when I returned these, I never had to be the first one to give them, you see. But now with her, with my queen, with Anne, I... By God, I would do anything for her, but she responds only little to my advances. Am I... Uh, am I doing it wrong? Do I make her uncomfortable as that devil Richelieu does? I worship the ground she walks on, and I merely wonder, would she do the same for me? She would not. Pardon, my lord, she could not. She's too good a queen to allow her private desires to impede her duty. You are right. She is perfection. <sighs> and who are you thinking about? Constance. Ah, that Madame Bonacieux. Mm, yes. Mm. Oh, I like her. Ah, the two of you would be so adorable together. It's only if I manage to return in time. <sighs> Yes. I had nearly managed to forget. You travel home tomorrow, whether O'Reilly has the studs or not. It is more important that Anne have ten in time than have twelve late. Yes. I trust Planchet. You will bring the final two if it comes to that. Of course. Let us pray that it does not. I have arranged horses. Only, you must be careful. The Cardinal will have agents waiting. 
the queen not in danger, I would relish the opportunity to revenge my fallen friends, but but this is more important than preserving pride or honor or my life. you've enjoyed episode 19 of the three musketeers the cast in order of appearance was alex comesh as d'artagnan jake figueredo as planchet alistair hall as rochefort hannah burnett as the captain and queen anne jacob cook as lubin sam turnbull as the governor irene temi agbajule as patrick anthony ford as buckingham megan ratcliffe as o'reilly and olivia adderley as Constance. The Three Musketeers was jointly directed by Nicole Baltablanco, Lauren Brewer, Sanya Saraf, Daniel Mahale. Music created by Oli Fab. Main theme by Oli Fab and Kat Patalis. Editing was done by Ord Hodge. Our Foley artists were Natalia Umlane-Stone, Jay Figueredo. This show is based off Alexandre Dumas's The Three Musketeers. Scripts were written by Jay Figueredo, Matthew McConkie, Izel Ilten Saman, Sam Turnbull. The producer team was Sophie Tice, Victoria Lee Barufalo, Jay Figueredo, and Thomas Tomlinson. For a full list of cast and crew, see our website. I'm Alexandra Hart. Want to support the show? Come join our Patreon page at patreon.com slash duads, that's D-U-A-D-S. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for listening to Thursday Thrillers right here on the Mutual Audio Network. Please consider subscribing to other days of the Mutual Feeds, including Monday Matinee for classic live and theatrical audio plays, Tuesday Terrors for horror audio drama, Wednesday Wonders, our science fiction and fantasy magazine, Friday Follies, our end-of-the-week comedy series, Saturday Story Circle for kids and families alike, and Sunday Showcase bringing you the very newest in audio releases from our United Artists of Audio right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.